Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And today we're going to start off with a story out of Split Team Management uh, featuring a couple of uh, fighters who we promoted quite often uh, and profiled, interviewed on Talk and Fight. They are O'Shea Jones and, of course, um, and, of course, I forget, uh, not Devin Haney. All right, we'll just read the story. Forget it. Uh, split team management says Zoshai Jones continues her post-Olympic run by remaining perfect in the professional ranks and pushing closer to titles in her career. Last Friday night uh, in Atlanta, split team management fighters, here comes Jones and Haven Brady. That's the name I was looking for. Remained undefeated with victories in their inaugural OTX boxing show. Jones uh, fighting out of Toledo, Ohio, Won an eight-round unanimous decision over Miranda Barber in a junior middleweight bout. Jones, 2020 uh, United States Olympic bronze medal winner, controlled the action and won by shutout scores of 80-72 on all cards to raise her mark to 4-0. and Barber of Boca Raton, Florida, is now 3-5. and Brady of nearby Albany, Georgia, won a six-round unanimous decision over previously undefeated Andre Rodriguez in a junior lightweight contest. The 21-year-old Brady also pitched a shutout uh, of the 260-54 in all cars to make him a perfect 10-0. Rodriguez out of uh, Phoenix is 9-1 now. The bouts are part of the OTX series that begun uh, and will continue uh, for the next three Fridays on DAZN. Split team management will be well represented on all the shows. Appearing this week will be middleweight Tyler Howard, featherweight David Navarro, and super lightweight Giovanni Marquez. Good stuff for Split T. And let's hear more from them for sure. Arthur Berdiev reveals new Callum Smith date after dental surgery. Arthur Berdiev faces Callum Smith in the new year after previously being forced out of a clash with the Britain scheduled for this month. The WBC WBO IBF fight um, heavy, sorry, light heavyweight king has a date to de defend his crown now. After recent dental surgery forced Berbiev to postpone his August 19th title defense against the former Unified World Super Middleweight champ, the two will now meet on Saturday, January 13th. Berbiev versus Smith occurs at the Videotron Center. That'll be in Quebec City, Canada. Moving along, Anthony Joshua cherry picks Deontay Wilder victim, removes Pay-per-view, screams the headline. Anthony Joshua has cherry-picked the heavyweight rival Deontay Wilder smashed in 177 seconds for a replacement contest following the Dillian White scandal. AJ will face the hapless Robert Hellenius. That would be the Nordic Nightmare, a real Viking in a 12-round main event over at the O2 in London on Saturday night, seven days after White was thrown out of the clash and a few days after, in fact, Hellenius had clobbered uh, some fellow over in Finland. I forget who. Uh, White had tested positive for banned substance for the third time in his career. The Londoner subsequently faces a fight to save his career. Um and he's got, he's got a bit of a scramble going on, that's for sure. Uh, they're calling uh, to ban him for life. I think he should be banned for life. And a lot of his uh, former opponents are also asking for the same. 
judgment as well. Let's move along to another really good fight coming up. Emmanuel Navarati and Oscar Valdez, their title fight. Uh, this is courtesy of ESPN and what promises to be an all-out slugfest. ESPN's two uh, junior lightweight, uh, two top junior lightweights, Emmanuel Navarate and Oscar Valdez, will clash in Glendale, Arizona for Navarate's WBO junior lightweight world title. And that's going to be shown on ESPN and the ESPN+. Plus. The pair of Mexican brawlers were slated to meet in February before a Valdez injury postponed the matchup. The former two-division champion returned in May with a decision victory over Adam Lopez in a rematch of their fight from November of 2019. And that was a seventh-round TKO victory for Valdez. And will now attempt to become a two-time champion at 130 pounds. Navarrete, he's 37-1, and one, by the way, 31 knockouts, captured the title in his first junior lightweight fight, uh, a ninth-round TKO of Liam Wilson in February. The three-division champion proved that his power carried uh, to a, a third-weight class, but after he was dropped hard by the major underdog in round four, there have been questions about Navarrete's punch resistance at junior lightweight. To ensure he's strong at his weight and against the most accomplished opponent of his career, Navrati said he's working with strength, strength and conditioner coach in training camp for the first time. He said this fight with Valdez merited that change, and I will come into this fight much better physically. Winning this fight would boost my career significantly. Personally, I'd feel complete. What has been missing in my career is precisely a victory over someone like Valdez. It would fill me with pride to be part of such an iconic fight between Mexicans and come out victorious. Uh, good luck to him. Elsewhere, we see that uh, as a result of the postponement of the August uh, fight between Arter Betabiev and Callum Smith that I just mentioned, uh, the duel between WBC number one, WBA number four, IBF number five, super middleweight, Christian Billy, 24-0, 20 knockouts, and Demond Nicholson, 26-5-1, 22 knockouts, will now be moved to the Eye of the Tigers September 8th card at Casino de Lac Laney. Uh, I imagine that's also in Quebec, Canada. Headlining is NABF super lightweight champ Steve Claggett, 35-7-2, 25 knockouts, and he'll defend his title against Carlos El Tiburon Sanchez Balades, 24-1 with 19 knockouts. Let's move along to Manny Pacquiao. And he apparently sees a lot of himself in Nayana Inui, to the point that the eight-division champion and former senator of the Philippines wants to help what many feels today is the world's greatest pound-for-pound -pound fighter. Inouye, uh, a four-division titleist and current unified junior featherweight titleist, is coming off a rousing eighth-round stoppage win over Philadelphia's Stephen Fulton last month in Tokyo to rest away Fulton's WBC and WBO 122-pound titles. The Japanese dino stunned many fans and observers with his dominance as it was his first fight in the junior featherweight division. His performance set off all sorts of bold speculation, with some suggesting that the Japanese champion, who started his career at 108, could scale further heights by making it stand in the 126 and 130-pound divisions. 
Showtime Sports head Steven Espinoza, whose network prominently showcased Fulton in the past, suggested Inouye could even move up to 135 to fight Gervonta Davis. Inouye has his crosshairs aimed at unifying the 122-pound division in his next fight, possibly against Marlon Tapales, who holds the IBF and WBA belts. In a recent interview, Pacquiao, somehow, who knows a thing or two about conquering multiple divisions, indicated he would be open arms to helping Inouye acclimate, acclimate himself to heavy, uh, to uh, higher weight classes. Pacquiao won titles in eight divisions. I like Naya, Pacquiao told Little Giant Boxing. Before he became multi-weight champion, I taught him in Japan, Naya. He's thinking of moving up in weight divisions. I hope I can teach him and supervise his workout and training. I want to train him and supervise his training if he wants to move up to a higher weight division. Of Inouye's latest performance, Pacquiao was ecstatic. Fantastic, Pacquiao said. It was a good performance, fast, quick, strong. Congratulations on your last fight and keep up the good work. Let's move on quickly to... Uh, <laughs> Uh, these last stories are classics. All right. We all know about uh, Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. But did you know, uh, after uh, Jake Paul returned to the win column, courtesy of a unanimous decision, uh, uh, which was sealed in no small part uh, uh, to a fifth-round knockdown. <laughs> anyway, neither man, neither Paul nor Diaz, took any serious punishment or suffered any horrific cuts, as we all know. Uh, but that didn't stop the Texas Department of Licensing and Regulation from suspending them both on medical grounds and have slapped the duo with a 31 day each with a 31 day suspension, although they've yet to reveal the specifics for the ban. Uh, it's customary for athletic commissions and regulatory bodies to hand out medical suspensions or after fights. Uh, in America, the longest suspension issued by uh, the Texas Board to the fighters on the card went to William Silva. Silva suffered a fourth round knockout loss to Ashton Silva on the undercard and has been hit with a 61 day suspension. Anyway, let's move along quickly to uh, his brother, Logan Paul, which I think is an even funnier story. Um, as you know, Logan Paul uh, on the same night that uh, his brother was fighting Nate Diaz was in a WWE matchup. And as you know, that is an entertainment, uh, not a sport. Um, and anyway, so he was entertaining the crowd with his wrestling uh, skills and, and has now decided to return to boxing. And while we might think that, that is a good thing, uh, here's how it reads. And while it's been nearly four years since his last professional boxing match, that isn't stopping Paul, who's now 28 years old, from getting back in the ring, this time against Bellator MMA fighter Dylan Dennis, never heard of him, on October 14th at the O2 Arena in Manchester, England. Uh, he goes, uh, October 14th, I returned to boxing after fighting Floyd Mayweather uh, over two years ago. Paul posted uh, on Twitter, or now it's X, I guess. I doubt uh, this little parasite will show up, but if he does, I'm going to erase him from existence. <laughs> Great quote. Alrighty, we cannot ever go by an episode without mentioning Eddie Hearn. So here we go. Uh, the headline screams, courtesy of Boxing247.com. Uh, Eddie Hearn on Robert Hellenius. Quote, he thinks he can win. 
against Anthony Joshua. That fight is taking place, as I said earlier, uh, as opposed to uh, Joshua fighting uh, Dillian White. Eddie Hearn says one reason six foot six Robert Hellenius didn't price himself out of the fight with Yanti Joshua is because he believes he can win on Saturday and that'll be a fight held at the O2 Arena in London. Hellenius, he's 34 and two, sorry, 32 and four, 21 knockouts, will need to let his lands go when he's in punching range of Joshua on Saturday night because he was standing frozen much of the time. Uh, Joshua will take advantage of Hellenius and will likely knock him out quickly if he doesn't let his shots go. Hellenius has the power to knock out Joshua, but he'll need to be on the attack the whole time. Eddie Hearn said, then it was a case of going through who was real because 99 of them weren't real. We're talking about opponents for Joshua, but who we could move swiftly with uh, to do a deal. And that's what he said about uh, selecting a fighter. As I said in the previous interview, People don't know, but actually, before Dillian White accepted this fight, which we really didn't think he would, we, we'd agreed to terms with Robert Hellenius, and we'd agreed terms with Ajit Kabayal for the fight as well. Of course, those were the first two that we went to when this news broke. Yeah, he wanted double the money that we first agreed, and the budget wasn't there, in all honesty, said Hearn. Uh, moving the fight from pay-per-view to just a normal Saturday night show, the budget wasn't there to pay Caballel double of what he we first agreed. Helena's got more, but he didn't price himself out of the fight because he wants to fight, and he thinks that they can win. So he was the one that we could move quickly with. I think he's more credible. I think he's still a dangerous fight, uh, but he's the one uh, who got the nod. Dempsey McKean's a southpaw, by the way. He said, no fighter fighting a southpaw at this level on six days' notice. Sir Govek was never discussed. Uh, he was never put forward by Cali and the team for clear reasons. Number one, for him to take that risk, they would have wanted too much money. But more importantly, he's trained 10 weeks for southpaw, only done southpaw sparring, prepared for Dempsey McKean. And also, he has a shot at the world heavyweight title in his hands. All he has to do is beat Dempsey McKean, uh, and Usyk or Dubois, but possibly Usyk. Uh, so that actually wasn't even discussed. Andy Ruiz posted on his Instagram, said he'd like to take the fight. Come on, in six days' time, you know what he's going to want, money. How difficult that deal is to do. Who else? Manuel Char. He was someone we were thinking about considering. He wanted, I think, $3 million for the fight. We feel we got some someone credible, someone AJ can showcase how good he's looking and how he can properly uh, prepare for Deontay Wilder with. Um, and that's it for today, my friends. Thank you for joining me here on Talk and Fight. I appreciate it. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. I'm going to see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Orr on his show, Knuckle Up.